to imaginative visions journeys where creators from the entertainment world discuss their journey to turning their dreams into reality with your host, Justin D. Williams. Perfect, there we go. Welcome to AtakosTheGeeks.com and Matches Divisions Journeys. I am here with Hayden Sherman, the artist for Dark Spaces for IDW. And Hayden, how are you doing? Not doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. Busy at New York Comic Con. So yeah, yeah. what I like to do first, I always like to get uh, a little overview backstory. So how did you get into comics and when did you fall in love with the art? Uh, oh, man. Get into comics like professionally or get into comics just interest-wise? In- interest-wise and then professionally. Who? Uh, interest-wise, honestly, the big gateway for me, because I was born in, like, uh, 95, the big gateway for me was the much maligned but much personally loved Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Because they were fully approachable, like, kids' movies that, like, had Batman. And that was my whole gateway into, like, animated series and, like, what comics and everything spirals out from that for me. Uh, so that baseline and like oh my god we didn't have a comic shop around me growing up so I kind of fed off of garage sales and what people would like discard so I was always reading like I was reading like Death of Superman even though that was like almost a full decade before when I had gotten it but uh, anyhow so all that uh, got into comics professionally in uh, oh let's see my junior year at uh, Rhode Island School of Design started working while I was in college on books called uh, The Few and John Carter The End over at Dynamite um, and from there, just one thing leading into another. Been working in the, the industry now for, God, six years, maybe seven. I kind of lose track. But yeah, that's, that's more or less it. And can you tell us a little bit about the process of, as an artist, how you work on a book, especially with Dark Spaces, what it's like to work with Scott and that whole process of it? Yeah, I mean, Dark Spaces is a little bit of a, an odd beast compared to most of the other books I work on. I, in the Scott and I work very open script or if that's the best way to describe it where scott will give like uh he'll have pages in mind where he's like will want a scene to take place over like x amount of pages but then we'll have no panel breakdowns or anything like that just this is what happens that happens that happens and then i get to come in break that all down into panels where the pages you know page turns happen all of that uh so we work in this very loose very open way uh and then from there the actual like process of making it uh I don't know, I work 50-50 between digital and traditional, so start my penciling digitally and layouts and everything like that, and then depending on what the page has uh, in store for me, uh, a lot of background work I tend to do lately digitally, uh, and then I do just about all of my character work traditionally, uh, and I don't know, that varies depending on the mood of the day. Kind of. uh, yeah. Talked a little bit about digital in, in the original way. Yeah. Now, the process of that, is that something, well, with digital, is it more easier now? Obviously, with the aid of the computer, it's less time-consuming. But do you still prefer the old way of, like, writing, uh, doing it on the paper? you find it a little bit more easier? Uh, I think if I had all the time in the world, if I had all the time at my disposal, I would probably do everything traditionally just because I get a, a good sense of, like, satisfaction out of the process. It's very meditative. But comics need to be made generally very fast and I'm usually drawing a couple books at a time so if there's a part of the process that I can do digitally that I do not feel will compromise the quality or is too much of like removing my hand from the book then usually I'll take that like uh, Clip Studio is a good example of like 
I used to forever set up my own perspective grids and like hand draw them all out and stuff, but that's like hours of work that I then have to erase. So having a program like Clip Studio where I can, in a matter of seconds, get a fully accurate grid together and then work off of that grid, that's an area where digital, I mean, really, it saves my ass like more times than one. Yeah, because digital, I imagine you could take a day, not even just like sometimes a couple of hours compared to like if you're doing it on paper, you just drawing it, then sketch it, scratch it out. But digital, you could just erase it and then yeah. go right back yeah. back, back to it. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. Like so long as the work still has that the quality you're looking for, if like whatever you need to do to get there, like comics is already hard enough. <laughs> exactly. And you talked a little bit about the process of it. it's like uh, you said that Scott will just give you kind of like a general bullet points of it. So that's up to you to really just kind of visualize yeah. that. So how did you come up with some of this, like the, some of the panel shots that you did? Because it was really beautiful stuff. So how how do you like? kind of imagine that like <laughs> i don't know how to put that into words it's a lot of at this point it feels like a lot of instinct and like gut reaction like as i'm reading something uh there will be parts of it that i want to focus on or highlight uh like we have a, a two-page spread in issue number one of wildfire where we have like the sweeping shot of all of like this land engulfed in the fire the smoke and everything and then there's just a couple of panels that drift off to the side on the the right-hand page and I guess it, it's weird because in my mind that's the only way that page would be made because <laughs> that's just how it occurred to me but I guess really what it came down to was wanting to focus on in a moment like that what was important was the scope and scale of it all and then anything that can further sell that scope and scale making the panels smaller dro dropping them into the background making them float uh, whatever the scene is trying to get across ends up kind of determining the design choices that I'll end up making, if that makes, if that, I don't know, if that answers the question. Yes, it does. <laughs> and uh, how, what advice could you give to up-and-coming artists or people who are trying to break into the comic book industry? Oh, man, uh, probably the biggest thing would be to make lots of comics. Make, even, like, some of the best advice I got was that comic artists should be able to draw anything. Like, you're going to have to draw a lot of stuff. Like, the more of it you can draw, the better. So... When I started like really trying to break in, I would do a lot of eight-page stories so that I could get a whole narrative, get like, or even just a scene of something I had in my head done and out in eight pages. And then I would do something else with another setting and another cast of characters, and then another thing. And these would all just be original characters uh, so that people could fully see what I could bring to the table. Uh, and then from there, it's really making certain you're getting your work out there and so people can see it and respond to it. Like, don't be afraid to send it anywhere uh, so long as like yeah like <laughs> so long as it's a good company to work with and yes. you're not going to get like mistreated or something yeah. like that you know don't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel yeah. but you know like send it out to any company that you feel like comfortable working with and just get your work in front of people it really it, it can only help that's I feel like that's the best I can give. And that's, that's excellent advice because a lot of people, like I know some people are like, how do I get in? I'm just like, you got to just, you got to get out there. You have to yeah. put your work out there yeah. and you have to make sure that, you know, you got, it's practice. Everything's yeah. repetition. Absolutely. I mean, the, boy, the, what was it? One of the very first books I got, uh, The Few, which I did over with Image Comics, uh, with, written by Sean Lewis. He and I have continued to work together. We have a book right now called Above Snakes that's currently releasing. And like, he found my work when I posted it, I don't know if this exists anymore, 
but Boom Studios had a Facebook page yeah. where they were like they would accept submissions through there. So I just threw my work up on the Boom Facebook page as like a hail mary, like hey, you know, have, who knows, go. And sure enough, Sean was like scrolling through it one day and just found me and was like, oh, that's cool. And he had written like one comic at that point, and then he writes to me and the two of us. And now we've made like three books together, and I don't. We're working on other stuff, and I don't. You never know where anything will come from, so just get it out there. Just a, just about your journey to where you're at now. Could you describe the first that moment when your first book came out? Like, oh. what were you feeling? Oh man! I mean, the first book I ever saw on stands was I'd done like some fill-in art for uh, an issue of a Kingpin uh, for like Civil War II tie-in or something. Oh. I'd done like six pages that they needed uh, somebody to come in and do some a cover for the artist. And I don't know, like I went down to the comic shop with my friends and like, I don't think like, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. There's really not, not much of a, a way to, to describe that feeling. It's, it felt like I'd finally achieved the thing that I'd set out like since I was like, I don't know, much smaller than I am now uh, to go and get. And yeah, I mean, it, comics is honestly, it can be a lot of that time and again. I mean, recently I did um, my very first Batman pages. Like I said, Batman is the whole thing that got me here. So like that, that was absolutely surreal to finish those pages and then see them printed is, I don't know, it doesn't stop. It always feels pretty surreal. And speaking of that, what other upcoming projects do you have work on? I know you just alluded to some. Can you, if there's any, well, no spoilers, but if there's any ones that you could, you're allowed to talk about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so biggest thing that's probably, other than the stuff that's current rele- currently releasing right now, currently there's Above Snakes uh, and Blink over at Oni and Wildfire. Uh, but in November, uh, from DC, they will be releasing a three-part story in Batman Urban Legends called Arkham Academy, which... Oh, nice. Uh, focuses on like youth in Gotham, like teens in Gotham, who are either like apprentices or the like children of supervillains that Gotham like has deemed at-risk children. And like we don't want more supervillains around, so we're putting you in Arkham Academy. And we're going to scare you straight. But uh, you know, nothing is quite what it seems, of course. So, ah oh, man, I really we're fingers crossed that we get to keep telling stories with those characters but that releases in November that's a, that's a very interesting concept yeah. to have, that's just like because it's similar to like that Gotham High type of concept yeah, that but like, kind of like the, the opposite end of it right but next time is the villains yeah. what they're, oh that's that's going and that comes out in November that comes out in November yeah Dennis Culver is the writer on it uh Jordy Blair is coloring it, and it's just, uh, it's been a treat, yeah. And one more fun question. Do you have a dream project or a dream superhero that you have yet, not yet, or worked on that you would love to do? Superman. Superman, yeah. I mean, after that, it's Spider-Man. The trifecta for me is Superman, Spider-Man, and Batman. <laughs> so and if I can fit all those, that'll feel great. And why soups? Uh, I don't know. It, like, there's a very, there's a purity to his character, especially, like, I don't know, All-Star Superman is, like, the definitive book in my head. Yeah. And uh, Superman smashes the clan. Oh, my God. Like, these depictions of the character as kind of what the archetypal, like, what if... I, I don't know, there's something so fantastical about the idea of somebody who would just be willing to always do the right thing. There's something I, th- I find very almost therapeutic about that and encouraging about seeing an enduring depiction of somebody who would be always willing to give themselves. And superhero comics are always either playing against that or with that or in that field. Everything comes out of Superman, but Superman still is that, like, core center of it that defines the genre in a way. 
at least for me. Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man is the other end of where, like, he will always do the right thing, but there's always a cost. It always hurts him, in the, but he still does it. And, that, like, that's, I, I don't know. Like, a Spider, a good Spider-Man story would just make me weep. Like, I just sit around for a week just crying. Like, me, it was like, watching No Way Home. Oh, my like, God, yeah. That was brilliant ending. That yeah. ending alone was, like... Yeah, I, I don't know if we, are we allowed to like talk spoilers on endings because like yeah. yeah okay cool because yeah the a willing choice of like uh, your hero character to just completely be forgotten that's that's like that's existential but something that that character is so willing to do because that's important to him like service exactly. to others and so yeah he is he's on a similar wavelength as Superman but of course again you know, the Parker luck nothing ever goes right uh, yeah yeah. yeah. Well, Hayden, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. Pleasure. <laughs> thank you for joining us for Imaginative Visions Journeys. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Imaginative Visions, you can visit imaginativevisions.com.